Hey everybody, it's Debt's No Honest Man Can Pay on NRM Streamcast. Kicking off our Black Friday Spectacular with the only appropriate option, going back to 1975, album number four, Katie Lied from Walter Becker and Donald Fagan. You know them as Steely Dan. Black Friday is a term I first heard in reference to a stock market crash, and I, for 
many, many decades thought that Black Friday was in reference to the stock market crash of 1929. A little bit of research earlier today revealed that that event was actually Black Tuesday. But make no mistake, there have been no less than 21, count them, 21 events throughout history that have been referred to as Black Friday. Ranging from 1869's Fisk Gould scandal through the 2015 string of terrorist attacks in France, Kuwait, Somalia, Syria, and Tunisia. Nowadays, you and I know Black Friday is a colloquialism referring to the shopping day immediately after Thanksgiving, routinely known as the busiest shopping day since 2005. The term was first used to describe the day after Thanksgiving in 1951 when the publication Factory Management and Maintenance used the term to refer to the practice of workers calling in sick on the day after Thanksgiving in order to procure a four-day weekend. In the early 60s, police in Philadelphia and Rochester started using the terms Black Friday and Black Saturday to describe the crowds and traffic on the days after Thanksgiving. An attempt to rebrand them as Big Friday and Big Saturday was not successful. Use of the phrase Black Friday to describe the days after Thanksgiving spread slowly, appearing in the New York Times on November 29th, 1960. 75, at this point still exclusively using the term to refer to the busiest shopping day of the year in Philadelphia. As the phrase gained national attention in the early 80s, merchants object to the use of this derisive term to refer to one of the most important days of the year. They felt that this suggested that retailers operated at a loss for most of the year, i.e. from January through November. Here we are, it's 2021, the world is still a raging dumpster fire, and we still refer to the shopping day after Thanksgiving as Black Friday. Mercifully... We've regained some sense of sanity. I remember back when people would just barely out of their food coma on Thursday evening go wait in line in the cold to wait for the stores to open at 2 a.m., 4 a.m. Eventually, the stores caught on and, well, we'll open at midnight. Oh, well, we'll, we'll open at 10. Well, you know what? We'll just be open Thanksgiving Day. Mercifully, a lot of stores are going, okay, fuck that. It's a holiday. You should be at home. You you can wait till tomorrow to, to shop. So there you have it. There you go. The roots of the term Black Friday being used as a colloquialism for the shopping day immediately following Thanksgiving has its roots in the home of the Philly cheesesteak. And quite honestly, I'm not 100% certain which Black Friday Donald Fagan and Walter Becker had in mind when they wrote Black Friday, but God damn, I loves me some Steely Dan, and you don't need to give me an excuse to kick open a show with Steely Dan. And with that, hey everybody, it's Debt's No Honest Man Can Pay. My name is Greenberg. Thank you so much for joining us. We're here weekly on NRM Streamcast, and today we have got what you call yourself a Black Friday Spectacular, a post-Thanksgiving block party, if you will. We're going to make this real simple. We got four blocks, and it's going to be just real easy listening for you, not to be confused 
with the genre of easy listening. I would like to think that this show is always somewhat challenging listening. Not necessarily challenging listening in the sense of listening to nothing but Throbbing Gristle and Ornette Coleman and John Cage, but uh, challenging listening in, in the sense of you know, maybe taking you a little bit out of your comfort zone, or at least, you know, you know, taking you out of the, uh, the comfort zone of your presets on your radio, if you will. We've got four very distinct releases to spend quality time with as you recover from yesterday's food coma. Yes, today is Black Friday as we speak. I was working remotely today. I was happy to be home. There was one store I considered going to a favorite record store of mine, the very first record store I started shopping at when I moved here to Charlotte. And today is it. They are closing and today's the liquidation and I considered going, but ultimately my desire not to take part in the pandemonium was the prevalent voice that was heard in my head. I stayed home, I worked remotely, enjoyed the peace and quiet, but I digress. I did not come here to tell you how I spent my day, and you did not come here to hear me tell of how I spent my day. No, you came here for the rock and or roll, and that is what I plan to serve to you piping hot. What do we got on today's show? I am so glad that you asked. Well, for starters, tis the season, and since it tis the season, we have got a brand new holiday record from one of our favorites, one of the greatest singer-songwriters of the past several decades, Lucinda Williams. Volume number five of her Lose Jukebox series is out now. It's called Have Yourself a Rockin' a Little Christmas with Lucinda Williams. So we've got a holiday record. We have also got a reissue of an album that came out 20 years ago from a French duo I adore. And the ironic thing is, this may be my least favorite record by Air. But I am a huge Air fan. And when they said, we're going to reissue 10 kilohertz legend, I'm going to buy it anyway. The first disc is the original album. The second disc entitled More Hurts is a bunch of live tracks and demos. The third disc is what they like to call an enhanced Dolby Atmos 3D mix. I must confess, I have not listened yet to the Dolby Atmos mix, but that's neither here nor there. We're going to spend quality time with the 20th anniversary reissue of Air's 10 kilohertz legend. We got a holiday record. We've got a 20th anniversary reissue. We've also got a brand new studio record from one of the most critically acclaimed singer-songwriters of the past decade. Straight from Down Under, Courtney Barnett's third long player, Things Take Time, Take Time, has been out for about two weeks. We're going to spend quality time with that. So we got a holiday record. We got a reissue. We got a brand new studio record. And then we have got... The brand new live set from Bruce Springsteen and the E Street Band. We've known about this release for a little while now. The legendary 1979 No Nukes concert immortalizes two nights at the Garden. September 21st and September 22nd, 1979. Right before Bruce's 30th birthday, these two performances were part of five nights of concerts organized by a group known as Muse. 
Musicians United for Safe Energy. This was in the aftermath of the Three Mile Island nuclear accident that happened earlier in the year. The concert immortalized later in 1979 as the No Nukes concert film, of which you got to see just a fraction of what Springsteen did. The new live set curates the highlights of those two nights' performances into a tight 90-minute set. So, aside from the fact that we're always happy to get a brand new Springsteen live set right before the holidays, what makes these performances so significant? Well, number one, this marks the very first time Bruce publicly affiliated himself with a cause. Nowadays, he has grown quite comfortable speaking his mind on the issues of the day, but back then, he played it close to the vest. So Bruce aligning himself with Muse in the No Nukes concert was significant. The other thing that was significant about these performances is that they featured the very first live performances of two songs from The River, an album that would not drop for yet another year. The Muse concerts featured the live debuts of The River and Sherry Darling. It's also important to keep in mind that Bruce was not touring at this time. Darkness on the Edge of Town came out in 1978. The River wouldn't come out for another year. These two Muse concerts were the only live performances by Bruce Springsteen and the E Street Band in 1979. So if you were there, not only were you witnessing Sparks on E Street, but you were witnessing rock and roll history. Let's also keep in mind that at this point, Bruce only had four studio records out. But man, what a set of records. Born to Run, Darkness on the Edge of Town, The Wild, The Innocent, and The East Street Shuffle, and Greetings from Asbury Park, New Jersey. So the set list, pretty much classic Springsteen Nirvana. Dreams came true I wouldn't have been nice When it's time no dream We're 
behind the dining room. You hear their voices telling you not to go. They made their choices and they'll never know what it means to steal, to cheat, to lie. What it's like to live and die to prove it all now, prove it all now. And all the else that we can do. Prove it all now, prove it all now. I prove it all that you stole. I prove it all now, prove it all now. I prove it all now, prove it all now. I prove it all.
thank you. Don't remind me. Send me the laundry bill. Steve's mother. <laughs> I come from down in the valley. We're Mr. When You're Young They bring you up to do Like your daddy done I met Mary when we were in high school And she was just 17 We drive out of that valley Down to where the fields were green we go down to the river And into the river we dive Oh, down to the river we ride And I got Mary pregnant And man, that was all she wrote And for Right. 
Sweet love. 
and a back and strong. Oh, baby, don't you know I'm coming? Everybody say.
got three ways to connect with us on social media. Number one, like Debt's No Honest Man Can Pay on Facebook. Number two, follow us on Twitter at Exile on E Street. And number three, like us on Instagram at Exile on E Street. Same as Twitter, making it extra convenient. Or if you want to kick it old school, drop us an email. Debt's No Honest Man Can Pay at gmail.com. A six-pack of tracks from the legendary 1979 No Nukes concert in that last set from Bruce Springsteen and the E Street Band recorded over two nights, September 21st and 22nd, 1979, as part of the greater five-night event, the No Nukes concert, put on by Muse Musicians United for Safe Energy. We heard three songs from Disc 1 and three songs from Disc 2. From disc one, we heard Prove It All Night, The Promised Land, and the live debut of The River. And then we went over to disc two for a 12-plus minute version of Rosalita. We followed that up with Bruce and the E Street Band and their interpretation of Stay, a song that was a huge hit for Maurice Williams and the Zodiacs back in 1960. But this is a version that's quite different from the version that we're used to hearing. When No Nukes, the album, came out, there was extensive radio airplay, at least back in Detroit, where I grew up, for the version with Bruce, the E Street Band, Jackson Brown, and Rosemary Butler. On this version, you've got Bruce, the E Street Band, Jackson Brown, Rosemary, Mary Butler and Tom Petty. Why this version never ended up on the No Nukes album is beyond me, but man, am I happy to have it now. We wrapped things up with the E Streeters putting their stamp of approval on Buddy Holly's Rave On. Hey everybody, it's Debt's No Honest Man Can Pay. My name is Greenberg. Thank you so much for joining us. We're here weekly on NRM Streamcast, and right about now, before we move on to the next set of music, I want to go ahead and address the elephant in the room. Well, Maybe it's an elephant to me. Everything I see is elephants. Elephants are my favorite animals. So if I saw an elephant in the room, I'd be like, cool, elephant. So maybe it's not quite an elephant to you. Maybe maybe it's an ocelot for you. Maybe you're like, oh, look, an ocelot. And maybe there's somebody next to you saying, dude, be careful. That's an ocelot. If you try to pet it, it might bite you. Yeah, and I get it. You know, ocelots, you know, a cute furry little animal. You might want to try to, to pet it and it might be like, who the fuck is this dude trying to touch me? And it might try to bite you. So be careful with the ocelot in the room or the elephant in the room or, or however it manifests itself to you. I'm going to stop talking about animals for a bit and and talk to you about why we have not been in your feed for the last couple of weeks. And I do apologize. Trust me, it's for a good reason. So let me give you a little context, okay? Back in 2020, you remember 2020, right? More specifically, February of 2020, I was working for a place and I was one week away from my 10-year anniversary when there was a delightful little corporate reorg 
which meant I got the thanks for your service handshake and a uh, severance package, and that was it. One week before my 10th anniversary, keep in mind, I still got a congratulatory letter and gift card a good couple of weeks after my employment with them was no more, and I promptly donated it to charity, but that's neither here nor there. So it's mid-February, a little over a month later, the pandemic would start, everything would shut down. We'll just call my losing my job the COVID pregame, just to kind of put a positive spin on it. Fortunately, I was employed again by June. Nice contract job. Fast forward to fall of 2021. At this point, I knew that as a contractor in North Carolina at the end of 2021, by law, my employer would either have to convert me to full-time or my contract would end. And I understand that. It's it's corporate America. It's the law. I get that. No hard feelings. I was kind of sort of hoping that they would have the money in the budget to convert me. They didn't. They were cool enough, though, to let me know in September that, hey, this is going to happen. Here's some time for you to prepare. I appreciated that. I appreciate that transparency. Shortly after, I was three rounds deep into interviewing with a potential employer when an unexpected opportunity popped up. I learned about the opportunity on Sunday, September 26th. Thursday, September 30th, I received the verbal offer, which was also the same day I went to see the Rolling Stones with my good friend Margaret. Thursday, September 30th, the universe was sending me a message and it was received loud and clear. By the middle of the next week, the written offer letter was signed. On October 22nd, I officially began my employee working remotely. Did I mention the company is based out of my hometown of Detroit? It's one of the many reasons I'm excited to be working with them. So, I was thinking, wow, I'm working for this company that is not only based out of my hometown, but they invested so much time, money, and energy into the city of Detroit and radiate Detroit pride so strongly it could probably be seen from other galaxies. So with this in mind, I was thinking to myself, wouldn't it be cool if they offered me an opportunity to visit the mothership? I tempered my own enthusiasm and I thought, I'm new here, let's just chill, enjoy, nose to the grindstone. And within a week and a half, my team leader says to me, hey, home office wants to get as many of us to visit before the end of the year. So go ahead and book your trips. Didn't need to twist my arm. I flew out to Detroit on November 13th. Flew back to Charlotte on the 21st, spent the week in the mothership, was lucky enough to have a couple of days on either side of the week to hang out with friends. Between getting immersed in the culture of my new workplace and catching up with my peeps, it was probably the best early Hanukkah present I could ever hope for. You want to talk about reasons to be thankful? or to invoke the late, great Ian Dury reasons to be cheerful, here's a couple. I am ridiculously, insanely, deliriously thankful to be alive every day above ground is a gift, especially considering that we're almost two years into this worldwide pandemic. 
the fact that I'm still alive, my friends are still alive, my family are still alive, all reasons to be thankful. Despite the fact that I lost my job shortly before the pandemic, I was able to find a job within a reasonable amount of time after the pandemic started. Super thankful for that. And when that job was going to end, that my employer gave me a couple of months heads up to say, hey, we don't have it in the budget. Do what you got to do. Super thankful for that transparency and that heads up. I am so deliriously thankful for the opportunity that led to the awesome new job that I now have. And if I may backtrack a little bit, I'm super grateful, super thankful that I can continue to do this show. Because let's not forget, in June of 2020, when this was still a mere mortal radio show, the community radio station that we were part of folded. And I accepted whatever the universe was going to hand to me. And within a week, the opportunity to Phoenix debts no honest man can pay from a radio show into a podcast was presented to us. So I am super grateful, super thankful to all the folks at NRM Streamcast who allow us to continue with our nerdy shenaniganery, all that stuff, and so many more things I am thankful for. But as a bonus, I consider this a bonus. As a bonus, my new employer based out of Detroit says, hey, come and visit our home office in Detroit right before the holidays. That, my friends, is what they call in the business an extra added bonus. I love my hometown of Detroit. I've been here in Charlotte for 15 years, and with every day that I live in Charlotte, I like it a little more. However, Detroit is always going to be home. I like to say, I am so Detroit that if you cut me, I bleed Fago. Also, please don't ever cut me. So I just got back from Detroit a week ago. I spent about nine days there and it was awesome. I stayed in a hotel at the Renaissance Center. So every morning I woke up and I got to see Canada from my room. I finally made it out to Third Man Records and bought a shit ton of vinyl. Got to have dinner at Mom's Spaghetti, Eminem's pop-up restaurant. And I got to see my hometown with fresh new eyes because the people I work for have invested so much into the city. Not only have they brought new business into it, not only have they built new business, but they've taken so many of the grand old buildings with that beautiful architecture and preserved it. So you've got this awesome hybrid of old and new. It's beautiful. I've been telling anyone who will listen for years how much I love Detroit. And I hadn't been back for a visit since 2014, with the exception of a micro trip in 2018. I was barely there for 24 hours, and I never made it inside the city limits. I was there for a job interview. I was in and out. So I don't know if I can really count that. So the last time I had a genuine visit to Detroit was 2014. I'm not going to front. I grew up in the suburbs of Detroit, but I always got into the city on a fairly regular basis. I always lived close enough to the city where I felt like I was a Detroiter. 
It's kind of like when you're in Chicago, you live in Oak Park, you live in Lincoln Park, you're still from Chicago. You grow up in Southfield or Royal Oak or Mount Clemens or Sterling Heights, you're still a Detroiter. Having said that, I spent more time within the city of Detroit during this week than I probably had in my entire life. Am I ashamed to admit that? Yes, but I have to admit it because I'm glad I finally had the chance to spend a week exclusively in the city. Waking up every morning, putting on my backpack, walking from the Rensen to the office, walking past the old Mariner's Church, past the entrance to the Windsor Tunnel, past the Joe Louis Fist, walking past the Spirit of Detroit statue, walking down Woodward Avenue, walking in my hometown. And after the past couple of years, walking in my hometown felt like a victory lap. There you have it. There you go. That is why we have been AWOL over the past couple of weeks, but we are back. And starting next week, we kick off the merry old month of December, which means we're going to count down our top 10 favorite records of 2021. We're going to do the best of the rest. Yes, we're going to do Eight Lazy Nights Part 2, and that will be December Part 1. Plus, on December 11th, I will once again be partaking in the end-of-year music nerd throwdown hosted by my good friend Andy Smith and his partner in crime, Rick Quinn on their program, Ordinary Takes. We will be presenting that to you as a bonus episode. So I'm hoping to make up for lost time with additional content. I hope that us not being here over the past couple of weeks didn't put a crimp in your podcast listening style. Is there really such a thing as a podcast listening style? So while we're on the topic of gratitude, you know what else I'm thankful for? I am thankful for all of the creative people who, despite the pandemic, continued to create. And I'm looking at you, musicians. So many of the bands and musicians I love continued to record and write. They had stuff that was ready to go before the lockdown that they put out. There was stuff that they created in their bubbles. One of those people that should be lauded is Australian singer-songwriter guitarist Courtney Barnett. Courtney's brand new album, Things Take Time, Take Time, dropped on November 12th. It's her third full-length album, the follow-up to 2018's Tell Me How You Really Feel. She recorded this in Melbourne, in Sydney, from late 2020 to early 2021. Courtney recorded and co-produced this with one other person, and that's war paint drummer Stella Mazgawa. If you're not familiar with Warpaint, do yourself a favor and check them out. I think you'll dig them. You know what else I think you'll dig? This new Courtney Barnett record. In the morning I'm slow I drag a chair
gotta go, 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 go I wanted you to know, no, no, no You're always on my mind You're always on my mind If something were to happen, my dear I wouldn't want the last words you hear To be unkind To be unkind We got angry Said some careless things Who was wrong remains unclear Pride like poison It's so quiet 
virtue of the fact that you are currently listening, you need no further assistance finding the Debts No Honest Man Can Pay podcast. However, your friends may need a little assistance. In which case, be a good friend and tell them they can find us pretty much everywhere you find such things. Places like Apple, Google, Overcast, Pocket Casts, Breaker, Castro, Radio Public, CastBox, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, and Stitcher. And while you're at it, tell them we archive every episode of the podcast, and they're conveniently found at debtsnohonestmancanpay.com, where they will also find every playlist of every episode dating back to April 2003 when we were just a mere mortal radio program. Regardless of where you get the podcast, please leave us a rating or a review. We love it. With that, let's get back to the show. A fistful of tracks in that last set from Things Take Time, Take Time, the third full-length album from Australian singer, songwriter, and guitarist Courtney Barnett. We heard Ray Street, Before You Gotta Go. If I Don't Hear From You Tonight write a list of things to look forward to, and we wrapped things up with Splendor. Hey everybody, it's Debt's No Honest Man Can Pay. My name is Greenberg. Thank you so much for joining us. We're here weekly on NRM Streamcast. Moving right along, we're going to spend some quality time with the 20th anniversary edition of Air's 10 kilohertz legend it dropped on november 5th the original version dropped on may 29th 2001 it's the follow-up to their legendary 1998 
debut Moon Safari, which remains one of my all-time favorite records. Now, while 10 Kilohertz Legend is my least favorite Air album, I am such a huge Air fan, and I appreciate 10 Kilohertz Legend, so much so that I was curious about the contents of Disc 2, More Hertz, which includes demos and live tracks, but I also wanted to take this as an opportunity to reacquaint myself with this record, which I don't honestly revisit too often. So, like I was saying earlier in the show, it's a three-disc set. The original album, plus More Hertz, which is live tracks and demos and then the third disc is an enhanced Dolby Atmos quote-unquote 3D mix of the original album. I still have not listened to the 3D mix which maybe will be something I will do over the holidays. Regardless, if you're a completist and or an Air fan, I'd recommend checking it out. For 10 kilohertz legend, Nicholas Godin and Jean-Benoit Dunkel were joined in the studio by drummer Brian Reitzel, formerly of Red Cross, bassist Justin Meldel Johnson, best known for his work with the likes of Beck, St. Vincent, Nine Inch Nails, and M83, as well as keyboardist and Beck sideman Roger Joseph Manning Jr., formerly of Jellyfish and Imperial Drag. Reitzel joined them on tour, as well as Jellyfish's Jason Faulkner on bass. They were joined by keyboardist James Rotondi, best known for his work as a guitarist with the likes of Humble Pie, Mr. Bungle, Billy Gibbons, and Eric Burden. That is a pretty awesome resume. Fun fact... The music website Stereo Gum got their name from this song.
Driving, walking, talking, smiling, moving, watching, working, sleeping, 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 driving, walking, talking.
got three ways to connect with us on social media. Number one, like Debt's No Honest Man Can Pay on Facebook. Number two, follow us on Twitter at Exile on E Street. And number three, like us on Instagram at Exile on E Street. Same as Twitter, making it extra convenient. Or if you want to kick it old school, drop us an email. Debt's No Honest Man Can Pay at gmail.com. A six-pack of tracks in that last set from the 20th anniversary edition of 10 Kilohertz Legend, the second album from the French duo known as Air. We took three tracks from the original album and three tracks from Disc 2, More Hertz. At the top of the set, Radio 1 featuring Jason Falconer, formerly of Jellyfish on the lead vocals, The Vagabond featuring Beck, the first time that Beck collaborated with Air, but certainly not the last. The lengthy instrumental Radiant, skipping over to Disc 2, Electronic Performer live at KCRW. People in the City recorded live at the Mayan Theater in Los Angeles, and we wrapped things up with the demo version of How Does It Make You Feel. Hey everybody, it's Debt's No Honest Man Can Pay. My name is Greenberg. Thank you so much for joining us. We're here weekly on NRM Streamcast. Moving right along, we are going to spend the final set of this week's show getting y'all in the holiday spirit with the latest in the Lose Jukebox series. Lose Jukebox is a series of themed live streams performed and recorded by Lucinda Williams and her band during the quarantine. So far, Volume 1 was Running Down a Dream, a tribute to Tom Petty. Volume 2, Southern Soul, From Memphis to Muscle Shoals. Volume 3, Bob's Back Pages, A Night of Bob Dylan. Volume 4, Funny How Time Slips Away, A Night of 60s Country Classics. Coming soon... Volume 6, It's Only Rock and Roll, a tribute to the Rolling Stones. But for right now, we're going to concentrate on Volume 5. Have yourself a rockin' little Christmas with Lucinda Williams. Excuse me, sir, but do you have any Christmas lights? For my Christmas tree I want some blue Christmas lights Just as blue as me The one I love has set me free But I still got his memory Give me blue Christmas lights For my Christmas tree Pardon me, but do you have any Thank you. 
by virtue of the fact that you are currently listening, you need no further assistance finding the Debts No Honest Man Can Pay podcast. However, your friends may need a little assistance. In which case, be a good friend and tell them they can find us pretty much everywhere you find such things. Places like Apple, Google, Overcast, Pocket Casts, Breaker, Castro, Radio Public, CastBox, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, and Stitcher. And while you're at it, tell them we archive every episode of the podcast, and they're conveniently found at debtsnohonestmancanpay.com, where they will also find every playlist of every episode dating back to April 2003 when we were just a mere mortal radio program. Regardless of where you get the podcast, please leave us a rating or a review. We love it. With that, let's get back to the show. A fistful of holiday cheer in that last set from Lucinda Williams, Lose Jukebox, Volume 5, Have Yourself a Rockin' Little Christmas. We kick things off with Blue Christmas Lights, written by Buck Owens and Red Simpson. Merry Christmas, baby. We love that song. We have played the Springsteen cover of that over the years, written by the great Charles Brown. Please Come Home for Christmas, written by Charles Mose Brown. Little Red Rooster, which up until hearing this version, didn't realize was a Christmas song. And that's what makes Lucinda Williams so fucking brilliant. Little Red Rooster, of course, written by Willie Dixon, wrapping things up with Lucinda and her band sinking their teeth into the Ramones chestnut. Merry Christmas. I don't want to fight tonight. Hey, everybody, it's Debt's No Honest Man Can Pay. My name is Greenberg. Thank you so much for joining us. We're here weekly on NRM Streamcast, and we are going to wrap things up much in the same way that we kick things off, and we kick things off with Steely Dan's Black Friday, as it is our Black Friday Spectacular. We wrap things up with a different shade of Black Friday from Faith No More. Going back a couple of years, the album Soul Invictus, Faith No More takes us out with Black Friday. And with that, everybody have a great week. Take care, be safe, and remember, the dogs on Main Street howl because they understand.